Good day everyone, my name is Marlies and the topic that I would like to speak about today is trauma. Um, I personally feel that trauma is extremely minimized in today's society as if there is a sense of shame related to it and the behaviors that follow after the traumatic event happened. Firstly, in order to identify trauma, we need to know what exactly it is. And as I define it, trauma is a response to a deeply distressing or disturbing event that overwhelms an individual's ability to cope. And also, it causes feelings of helplessness. It diminishes a sense of self and one's ability to feel a full range of emotions and experiences. It is also important to remember that every person's resilience towards trauma differs. Thus, what is traumatic to one person might not be traumatic to the next. There are also ways to identify symptoms of trauma, such as firstly emotional. Now, this could include a fluctuation of emotions such as sadness, anger, denial, fear, shame, anxiety, and this list can go on and on. These severe states of emotions may then also lead to insomnia, difficulty with relationships and emotional outbursts. There are also physical symptoms associated with trauma. And when we look at this, it could be possibilities of nausea, dizziness, changes in appetite, headaches, altered sleep patterns, and these symptoms can also vary from person to person. However, the most long-term effect of trauma is in the psychological disorders that come with it, such as post-traumatic stress disorder or PTSD as we refer to it, which is a long exposure to different types of traumas over a long period of time or repetitive traumas repeating. There are also many other psychological disorders such as depression, anxiety, dissociative disorders and eventually substance abuse disorders as well. It is also important to know what could cause trauma. And just to mention a few, there, there's examples of physical pain like as an example a car accident or any accident, serious illnesses, natural disasters and abuse. There are also many other examples but these I mentioned specifically is the ones that I relate to in my own life which um, I would like to discuss a bit more. You see trauma is something that happens to us and sometimes we don't usually quite understand why and unfortunately this is an everyday not an everyday thing but it's a natural event that would eventually happen in one's life. My journey, I think, in life started out very traumatic. Um, at the age of one, I already had a physical pain trauma. What happened is I crawled out of the gate as a child, as a baby, and my father was busy making u irons. One of them tipped over, fell on my fingers, and I had to have partial amputations on two of my fingers. So that in itself, as a baby, even though I didn't understand it, was quite a traumatic experience. And it also made my body very sensitive to physical sensation 
any um, any senses so i have heightened eyesight heightened feeling of touch smells um, and noises sometimes if it's too much it it creates more anxiety for me um about two weeks after that incident uh, my cousin carried me on his shoulders and I fell forward and I hit my head open. So I had stitches on my hands, stitches on my head. Um, and from a very young age, that was already quite a big thing. Even though as a child, I was completely oblivious of what actually happened. But in my subconscious, it already created that sense of not being safe. From there, growing up, um, I, at the age of eight watched a movie and this movie created a massive phobia in me so i always like to say you know when there's age restrictions on movies it is actually there for a reason because the after effects really does last uh, needless to say the phobia that i developed from watching this movie was fear of weather and not just thunderstorms or you know, in case of examples, but simple things like the wind blowing. I mean, if the wind blew too hard that day, I couldn't get myself out of bed. Um, I would go to school and be absolutely terrified to move from one class to the other. Um, I would already not participate in various group activities. Um, school camps was the worst thing for me and all of these things you know as a child are usually your best moments athletics and you know going to camps and I just never had any part of that so as a child I already had a very low self-esteem a very low sense of self-worth I blame myself a lot I didn't understand what was happening with me and I was always excluded because I chose to be excluded. Um, needless to say, it also aided me in to start manipulating people and events and places around me. Um, at that stage, I was very unaware of what I was doing. But I definitely did do that so that I didn't need to face my fear. Um, but at the same time, I would struggle a lot with isolation and sadness and loneliness because of not living a full life not being a part of anything um, and you know as a child it's really hard to you know talk about emotions um, if you have no idea what it is or what's going on or the awareness around it I can remember as a child always feeling to blame that my parents and my family couldn't have these amazing holidays that everyone would have because I would be too scared to go on the beach. Um, there was always fights, always arguments. It was such a um, mental, I think such a mental exhaustion for my parents. And eventually they just kind of started enabling me. Um, you know, I think as, as every parent, you just want the best for what your kids, for your kids. And you get to that point where you're really just ex tired of trying and then you just help them, you know, to stay safe. Needless to say, um, this phobia continued throughout up until the age of 18, 19. So it literally 
predominated my my whole junior or let's say young adult life um it gotten so bad by the time I got to matric that I didn't even go to school not one day um I was enrolled in a public school but I did homeschooling and I kind of taught myself um and during this time I mean I started working in between you know to obviously start to build up some kind of experience but even things like that was hard because of the unknown you know not knowing when someone would ask please can you go and do this go to the shop do this like simple tasks was very very hard for me eventually um i started dating a person who i was friends with since probably the age of 13 and initially it was fine cause in many ways it felt like i alleviated the pressure from my parents um i started to take a little bit of responsibility in my life i started to understand that maybe the weather can't harm me and i think he also um started to become a substitute as a place of safety needless to say that I was so excited of the fact that I'm not, you know, causing harm in in my parents' life, in my family life or creating that chaos there. Um, you know, I just wanted to be accepted or felt accepted and for the first time in a long time it felt like I belonged somewhere. Um, so much so that I went in not knowing that I'm entering into a very what would be a very abusive relationship. Um initially it started very small, you know, things like telling me what am I allowed to wear and what am I not allowed to wear. Um controlling of who I am I allowed to see, what friendships I'm allowed to have, places where I'm allowed to go. Um it gotten to the point where i wasn't even allowed to visit family anymore because uh being afrikaans we kiss everyone when you say hello and he didn't like that so i mean he basically disabled my family away from me um anyway um i thought you know this is what marriage life is because usually people would be like oh marriage is so bad so i mean i didn't know any better so i kept on staying um eventually i got pregnant and i had my son and i didn't see it but he was such an un- unsupportive partner i mean i can remember working full days looking after a newborn baby um needing to still take care of all the responsibilities of the house coming home being absolutely exhausted still needing to clean the house do the laundry and by the time i need to get into bed i'm so tired and then he would still ask for sex and if i say no it would be such a massive argument because i would be accused of having someone else um i would be sleep deprived up until i give in to have sex and i never knew that was abuse that's the funny thing it's like abuse is such a thing that that doesn't you know get in enough air time out there um you know 
I didn't have a guideline. I didn't have the emotional capacity yet. I was basically still a child who had a child. And it's it was hard. Um, I can remember many nights him after, you know, having sex, him turning around, sleeping, and I'd be silently crying for hours on end. Um, I couldn't wait to wake up in the morning to go to work. Even though it was pressurized, it was that little bit of peace. Um, it was always stressful. Um, I always had to make sure everything was 100% perfect. I had to look perfect. You know, when we went to people, we had to be this perfect representation of a happy family. Um, we would go to my friends and I wasn't even allowed to interact with them. I needed to sit in the dining room by myself. Because um, if I spoke to someone, I would be accused of flirting. Um, if I spoke to my lady friends, I would be accused of planning to leave him. Um, and I basically just started avoided doing anything at all. Because there was always some sort of consequence when we got home. Um, sorry. Um, so... Then eventually it started presenting very much in a physical manner. Um, I would find myself being very sick physically. Um, I would al almost always be dizzy. I had extreme low blood pressure. Um, I had very bad changes in my sleep patterns. So I didn't sleep much at all because obviously having a, a child... And it would got it would get to the point where I would need hospitalization, where I would beg him to please take me to the hospital. And he would tell me, no, he's not going to take me. Um, if it's that bad, I need to phone my dad or I need to phone an ambulance. Like there was just no support. And um, I, I would phone my, my dad, who at that stage lived about maybe an hour's drive away from us um, and I can remember driving you know getting to to the hospital and walking in with my child in my hand being physically so weak that I couldn't even hold him I don't know where I got the strength to to hold him um, they took me in I had my son on my lap they took my blood pressure and they said it was so low that they don't know how I was still standing up. Um, I can remember him coming there and taking my son from me, going home and telling me I need to sort my shit out um, because I can come back to the house if I'm fine. Like he was not there during the sickness or during the illness, um, you know, but... But I was only good enough when I was healthy or where I was in benefit of him. Um, from there, it, it escalated to the point where I was afraid to go home. Um, we went to one of his friends on the Easter weekend. And on the way there, um, he forced me to resign because he wanted to start a business. Um, 
he used my pension fund as capital for the business and um, myself and my son has always been on our, our own medical aid and he has been on his medical aid because he has a m- medical condition and needless to say um, you know when I started working for him I worked for him and he didn't pay me so I had no financial resources I had to always ask him for anything and that month um, I needed assistance because I needed the medical aid to be paid and he said no I can ask my dad and something that day just snapped in me and I said he you know he I'm his responsibility um, and my child is his responsibility not my dad's and I told him he was a bad person and he completely flipped out Eventually, he threw me out of the car and left me on the side of the road and drove away. Um, I think that day will always be uh, something that's very difficult for me to talk about. Um, But it was so needed because I literally felt like a piece of trash being thrown away, thrown on the side of the road. Um, And in that moment, I just knew that it's not going to get better. I think I held on to hope for so long. But in that moment, I just knew I I have to leave. Um, So after that event, I did file for divorce. The divorce, um, he delayed for quite a while. Um, I only got divorced about after 18 months. And... The real trauma actually started after this. Um, I didn't know I was abused. So the realization of knowing that you were abused, is it hits you like you cannot understand to the floor. Um, I had such an overwhelming amount of emotions. I didn't know how to deal with it at all. And I started comfort eating. Um, I used to eat basically every two hours. I overate to the point where I gained almost 90 kilograms in about eight months. Um, Physically, I had a reason to feel unwell because I couldn't even move around properly. Um, I had no sense of worth, no value in myself. I had no idea who I was. Um, With the event where he threw me out of the car, I basically started developing a fear of traveling, of getting in a car, of being outside anywhere than the house. I can remember being in the house for periods of six months longer, not going anywhere. I had such extreme social anxiety. I couldn't go to a store. I couldn't walk into a even like a garage little shop where the car is parked right outside the door. That was too much for me. I couldn't go into a mall. Um, I couldn't go to any family events, functions. I was even too scared to get into the car to go to a hospital on the days that I felt so sick Um, because my fear of driving or being in a car overwhelmed everything. I was completely disabled from living. Um, It affected everything. I mean, I couldn't maintain a career because of it. 
um and because of that i kind of lost everything i had no financial support both of my parents are retired and my mom has cancer so um the financial means that they do have available basically goes towards that and it was really tough i mean it was a tough time period and i didn't know how to deal with it um and i then started drinking excessively um i didn't know how to how to deal with the emotions i didn't couldn't obviously eat anymore because i was like eating myself to death um and i started drinking to to numb the pain that i was feeling um up until last year in march i think lockdown was the biggest blessing that i could have ever received because i went into a treatment program and the treatment program has taught me so much it has taught me firstly to be honest with myself um it has taught me to allow myself to feel the feelings that i feel and to work through these traumatic events um mostly it has connected me back to society to people it has given me the courage to take responsibility again and a lot of times i get asked you know how do i go from where i was to where i am now you know how do one actually manage traumatic stress um you know there's a few ways that what we can do to manage traumatic stress so firstly is to notice if you feel a pull to avoid things in your life you have to actively try to stay engaged in routines with work and social life um i need i needed to learn how to spend time with others and to avoid becoming withdrawn even if i didn't feel like doing it um it's important to know or to notice once one starts to feel like isolating that was a big red flag and then always to remember to try and do the opposite even if it is uncomfortable um a big part of healing for me was starting to pursue hobbies and other interests no living for 31 years not having any life whatsoever not knowing what i love to do um you know i'm starting to try things i'm starting to try and go out and you know see if i like it i'm starting to learn who i am um i also learned that i need to communicate and talk about the experiences with my family and my close friends um i also started you know doing a journal and that has helped me significantly because some days i can read back on where i was i can acknowledge my growth at the same time if i have a hard day and i don't have anyone to speak to i don't keep it bottled up inside of me um i've learned how to be patient with myself and to recognize that i can't control everything because that lack of control that i've had my whole life played out so much because i try to control everything and it's just exhausting i also have a support group that i'm part of and i attend different meetings um you know my my mental health 
my physical health has started to become a priority. So I know that if I do struggle, I have a support group that I can reach out to. Um, I've also learned that it's very important to try and eat a very well-balanced diet. To do exercise, sleep is very important. So we have to get the adequate amount of rest. And I completely avoid any alcohol or drugs or anything that is addictive. But the one thing that has helped me the most is to start to maintain a daily routine with structured activities. Because if I wake up in the morning and I know exactly what I need to do uh, during that day, whenever I feel complacent, um, you know, I have a sense of direction. And I need know what I need to do for that day to feel like I've accomplished a good day. I mean, I can remember many days that I would just sit and by the time I realize that I'm awake, the day is already finished. I'm completely oblivious of what was happening around me that day because I was so stuck in my thoughts and my feelings. Um, so having a routine, it gives me an, an opportunity to be accountable to myself, to people around me, and to know that I deserve to actually have a good day. I think also a very important thing to remember is to avoid making any major life decisions um, i know we always have our happiness built into something else like maybe i need to move maybe i need to change my career just after an event happens but in all honesty even if the circumstances around us change and even if the people around us change as if I don't heal as a person, if we don't heal as people, regardless of where we are or where we're going, we can't escape ourselves and that trauma will be wherever we are. They always say in order to heal, you need to feel. And for a very long time, I felt a lot of emotions. I was stuck in victimization. I was stuck in self-pity. I felt so sorry for myself. I felt like I can't get out of this. I mean, this big hole. People around me are living their life. I'm existing and I'm not living. I struggled with so much guilt, so much shame. Um, I lost so many people around me in terms of friendships, relationships, family, because my behavior pushed them away. And it's actually quite sad because it's in moments like this that we need family and friends and support to be there and to say, you know what, we see you struggling, let's help you um, or let's try and point you in the right direction so that you can help yourself. Um, but like I say, it's not always easy and it's quite sensitive. And sometimes a person just get to the point where you're just outright exhausted, where you don't want to anymore. Sometimes it is needed to seek out professional help to help both the person as well as maybe their parents or family members or partners to understand how to cope with the emotional impact of the traumatic event that actually happened. Mostly for me personally, in order to deal with trauma, um, as a person who has now been on both ends, the victim and the victor, 
I think you need to have an amazing amount of courage and compassion to yourself and love to yourself and to know that it's okay. Like eventually it will get better. You need to be brave. And I would like to thank Tough Love SA for allowing me to share my story. And when I say be brave, I use it as an acronym. B means be kind to yourself and to others. R is to respect yourself, to set values and morals and not change who you want to be. A is to always do the next right thing. V is to remember to value yourself. And E is to remember that expression is the opposite to depression. It's really okay to talk about it. It's really okay to be where you are. It's okay not to be okay. Um, Sometimes the more honest we are to ourselves and to the people around us, the more we allow people to understand where we are. And we wouldn't be stuck in feeling shameful or guilty because these traumatic events are very real. It happened. I've learned it's important not to judge other people. Every person is going through their own journey. Everyone has their own circumstances. Everyone has a different background or has gone through their own traumatic events. Um, People who are dealing with depression, anxiety, panic attacks, um, post-traumatic stress disorder, to be kind and compassionate, to always speak gently, to love as much as possible, to laugh a lot, to remember to work hard on myself, and to also to know to be kind. Um, I want to thank you for allowing me to share my story. Please stay safe during this pandemic, which is also quite dramatic for the whole world at the moment. I wish you all a lot of serenity and love and stay healthy and happy. Thank you.